Um, I will do Sophie because I just have a lot to say about Sophie. Okay, work. We'll just, we'll do it live. We're just, yeah, we're just gonna do it live. We're just gonna wing it. We're just gonna like... It's gonna be real cute. It's gonna be really flirty. We are improvisational queens. We are actors. Not really. Oh wait, are you already recording? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. I didn't want to miss, I didn't want to miss any banter. Okay, banter, banter. <clears throat> banter, banter. Actually, Bitch. I was nominated for Samantha Who. Multiple times. Multiple times. I mean, we don't have to talk about that. We don't that. have to talk about that. <laughs> also, vaccinate your kids, you bitch. Uh, um, hi, everybody. Hello. We're back again for Bopcorn, our podcast. <laughs> In case you didn't know. In case you forgot what you were listening to or who we are, this is Bopcorn. My name is Justin. My name is Will. And we host the best pop music podcast that posts on an extremely regular schedule. Extremely regular and extremely high often. quality. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Let's just say, like, would love to record and post more. Um, we're so, working like, HelloFresh, mm-hmm. Everlane, like, if you're looking, we're available. Truvada. <laughs> would love to do Truvada. All the, <laughs> all the um, Race Chaser ads lately have been, like, clearly, like, oh, they wanted gay targeting because it was yeah. erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. teeth whitening. Uh, some kind of diet thing. Of course. Uh, yeah. Friends of the pod, Willem in Alaska. (laughs) Friends of the pod, Willem in Alaska can attest. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I was, like, about to Google the teeth whitening thing they were talking about today. So... here's what you need. As somebody who has pretty white teeth... Um, I think my teeth are pretty white, too, Well, you just said you wanted teeth whitening (laughs) products, so... Go on. Go on. Electric toothbrush... Mm-hmm. Sonicare, preferably. Mm-hmm. Crest 3D white toothpaste mm-hmm. in Arctic mint or vivid mint or whatever. That's the best flavor. Tea. And the Crest 3D white strips like once a year or once every two years. Also, I think like I a have can. Some kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Um, I think I have some kind of like whitening something. The Crest. That, that's like sitting in my drawer that I just never think of. The Crest 3D white, I use it every day. And twice a day, and it doesn't damage my teeth or my enamel or anything. I don't have teeth right. sensitivity I, problems. I was talking about the like the strips. Oh, the strips. I think I have something like that. Yeah, just. I've also been thinking about trying Quip. Speaking of companies that sponsor lots of podcasts, sponsors Quip. Um, you know who they do sponsor? The Zach Sang Show. Shout out to Zach Sang. Please marry me. Mm-hmm. We stand. Um, well, let's get started. Yeah. So the theme for this week is future of pop, which is really inspired, and we're going to get a lot more into this later, by the new release from Charlie XCX. We've been talking about it for a few episodes, hyping ourselves up, but... It has arrived. I mean, there was no question that you were going to stand. There wasn't. There was, like, slight question that I was going to stand, but I do. It's interesting, like, some of the singles are now, like, at the bottom for me, similar to Taylor, flashback to last week. Like, I, I don't know. felt like I knew what was coming from the singles, and, and in, on some degree I did. Whatever, we'll get into this later. Um, but we're going to talk about Charlie, we're going to talk about her collaborators. Um, we're going to talk about PC music, both as, like, a music label and as a genre. And fasten your seatbelts, because, like, shit's going to get weird. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> See what I did? Wait, 
That's a Charlie XCX single from years past. Oh, right. A very forgotten and honestly somewhat cursed Charlie XCX single. But... Slash, it's like one of her favorites. Remember that interview where she was like... No, she loves it. It's on the set list. If there were Working any... Here, right? I know, but uh, like, remember the, the interview where she was like, they asked her if there was like a song that she wanted Drag Race queens to perform to, what would it be? And she's like, Vroom Vroom. Which is an insane choice. Yeah. But we stand. All my friends are princesses, we keep it wit and creamy. Ice cubes on our tongues because we like to keep it freezy. London and bikini get out on the right side. I've, I'm leaning into Vroom Vroom. But, but before we get there, yes, we're going to follow our usual little format. We're going to go through some news. We're going to go through some of our favorite songs. We're going to play a fan favorite game. Truly Shout out to Nick Lawson, our one fan. Constantly requested by our many fans. Mm-hmm. Um, this game. And then Sorry we're going to talk game. more about some PC music. Yes. Will, do you want to start us off with a news story? Um, I mean, I think the biggest quote-unquote, like, release slash, like, discussion of music the past couple weeks has been the Don't Call Me Angel song and video, which dropped. Mm -hmm. Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey's theme song for the new Charlie's Angels film that is coming out. I don't, I forget if I mentioned this or if I cut this, but when the trailer uh, dropped for Charlie's Angels a couple months ago, it had snippets of the song, and I was, like, so hype. Um, now the song is here and the video is here, and we like it. I think I like it more than you like it. It's funny because I was truly, like, obsessed with when it was coming out. And rarely when that happens, especially if I've heard a snippet, do I end up liking it less than what I anticipated. But there's the first time for everything. There is. And I feel like trailers do this thing. I noticed this. I was listening to Last Hurrah by BB Rexa, which was stuck in my head because it was in this trailer. Yeah, for um... uh, Britney Runs a Marathon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was great, by the way. And I noticed that when I listened to the actual song, I was like, oh, they like hyped the bass and the beat a little bit for the trailer to kind of like match. And I think they did the same thing for Don't Call Me Angel in the Charlie's Angels trailer because, like, it's just, it doesn't go as hard as I was kind of, like, wanting or thinking that it would. I think, like, here's the problem. Lana destroyed her verse. Yes. In the best way possible. And she slays her, like, subtle harmonies on the chorus. I honestly, like, I remember you sent me that message about, like, oh, like, she and Ari sound good harmonizing. With my nice-ass new headphones, I still am unable to hear Lana Del Rey in the chorus. Like, I know she's there. It's just the angel part. But, like, it literally just sounds... It's similar to when Ari does her own harmonizing. Right. So it's, I think it's hard to hear, but it definitely, if you watch the trailer again. Okay. Because they cut it out Mm -hmm. and they have just the Lana Angel part. Oh, okay. At the end. Good morning, angels. Good morning, Charlie. Miley was like, Fine. I think Miley was actually really solid. Ma- that, that verse solid. has grown on me a lot. I don't like that boy. And we, you know, this took me a few listens to, to get to, but I think we agree, like, Ari was kind of the one who phoned this in so hard. Yeah, like, I don't know if people remember, like, when Ari's album came out, there was that song that a lot of people were really excited for. 
the one that was the collab with Missy Elliott. And like, then you heard it and you were like, this is what I got excited for. Because you were like, Missy's capable of so much and she turned in this. Like, that's what I, that's how I feel about Ariana's performance. Also in the music video. Like, oh, yeah. Miley fits in the music video. Lana looks like she doesn't want to be there, but like, narrative-wise, fits in the music video. Mm-hmm. And then Ariana's there in a fucking white Victoria's Secret outfit, just like dancing around a foyer. Like, you couldn't also like throw a knife into like a wall and give like an awkward smile like Lana. Like, you couldn't even make that part of it cohesive. I mean, what's truly cringeworthy is the scene at the end when they're when like they're all actually on screen together, and they will not address each other. My they will is, not make eye contact. My favorite is when Lana attempts to look at one of the other girls. I, I think it's Miley, and her hair just fully covers her entire face. Even the photos, like, even photos of the three of them, it's like none of the three of them actually looks like they're, like, Which is together weird. or looking at each other. Like, it's so, it's like... It's weird because, like, Miley and Ariana are friends. Right, and they could have, like, bucked up and just, like, been like, Lana, like, mom, we stand. Because Lana's also, like, looks so much larger than them. Not in, like, a... Like, she's literally just taller. And just, like, she's just a grown-ass woman compared to them. She looks incredible, though. Um, I mean, she looks... Especially her, like, solo little bit where she's, like... Giving, you know, um, womanizer Britney Spears, mm-hmm. I'm in the sauna, seductively laying down. Like It's unclear to me, like, she's in this, like, she's picking up dry cleaning first. Well, I don't think she's, she's really like, picking up dry cleaning bit. <laughs> then she hangs it up and she's like, it's time for target practice. And I then she throws one knife like, and then she's like, it's time for dinner. And then she throws a second <laughs> knife and then she's like, really uncomfortable smile smirk thing with the like no you can tell they did multiple takes of that where they were like okay lana can you um laugh and her agent was like no (laughs) like her manager was like no 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 laughing Another video that came out recently that kind of got a little overshadowed but is infinitely better than don't call me angel is not necessarily friend of the pod, Camila Cabello. <laughs> Controversial frenemy of the pod, who we like stand, but also... Yeah. Clock. Rachel Berry of the pod. Truly the Rachel Berry of the pod. Mm-hmm. She dropped her music video for Liar, which is a good song. And a great, a great video. video. Like, a great video. <laughs> Nobody, like... I was Britney, like, watching Fifth Harmony move on in X Factor. I was in shock. <laughs> Because the last time, I mean... I realize this is a recording, but I'm still performing. Just so everyone knows, I'm performing the Britney Spears shocked reaction from X Factor. Google that. It's it's pretty great. But this is not the first time that Camila has put out like a like nine, six, whatever minute long music video with a narrative. The last time was Havana, which I don't actually think is a good music video. Like, I I love the Havana video. Oh, I think she looks amazing in the Havana video. I love the narrative part. Like, I love the intro and outro. It's The cute. actual, the part that happens during the song where she's at the muse, the movie theater and then the guy's there. Yeah, and they're like, dancing. What? Yeah. Um, but this video, so it's it, it's very much cut from that same cloth. But let's talk about a few things. Number one, Keenan Lonsdale. Another reason this is a great segue from Don't Call Me Angel is they used the same set. Oh, right. They used set. The- 
It's the same mansion. You can look at clips and see, like, it is the same. At least the foyer part mm-hmm. is the same, like, set. That's the liar video. Which is funny. Maybe should have had Camila. No. She's, no. She's great at working with other girls and harmonizing. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Um. <laughs> you know, there's a really great podcast that recorded an episode about Fifth Harmony. And I think you should maybe listen to it. They sound really informed. Newsflash. Mm-hmm. It's popcorn. Um, but anyway, back to Liar. I think the video is just so... It is very surrealist. Yes. It is very... You know what it is? Remember when the um, Met Gala happened this year and everybody was like, what is camp? It is camp. It is camp. No, that's true. Just uh, for people who haven't seen it, just to give a brief plot summary, uh, she is, she plays herself like the pop star dating a like sort of douchey millionaire and her like lying to herself and holding in her feelings is causing bad things to happen around her. Like the flowers at the restaurant they're eating at die. Mm-hmm. Um, she like, literally chokes on a lie at the beginning of the video. She chokes on a lie. And then as the video goes on, she has a kind of like groundhog day, reliving that day of like going out to lunch with her boyfriend and he gives her a necklace and asks if she likes it. So do you, uh, you like the necklace? Oh, I, I love <clears throat> I love So, like, the first round, she starts telling little truths, like, I don't like this restaurant. I want a cheeseburger. Um, And then, like, people around her start, like, telling their truths. And, like, two guys sitting at opposite tables kiss each other. Um... I hate this restaurant. And I want a cheeseburger. Where she keeps dying. She keeps reliving that day and trying to find new ways to not be in that situation. Also, shout out to Zach Steiner, who plays the boyfriend. Uh, uh, Super hot, also. Um, And very naked in the video. If you didn't have a reason to watch it, and that scene thirsty. of him, like, in the pajamas with the glasses. Yeah, so Ugh. good. Um, Shut up, Thammy! <laughs> great segue. <laughs> the other great thing about this video, which truly has it all, except choreography, Camila serves comedy. Like, she is kind of, she's your funny, relatable queen. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like she's been trying to harness for a while. And, like, not quite hitting the right tone for some reason in different ways. And, like, this time, she really did. Especially in the scenes where she plays La Flaca, which Mm -hmm. is, like, a sort of, like, cheesy talk show host. Like a, um, like a Telemundo talk show, though. Like, slash news show. So the the show she hosts, (laughs) she's, like, she has, like, a friend, and then there's, like, another, like, white girl Co-host. Oh, his, name clear- is Tammy. his name is Tammy, and they clearly hate. Good morning in the morning. It's tea time. Like it's like she went from riches to rags. She went from like 
woke to broke. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's that? From Zuckerberg to down on his Luckerberg. <laughs> Let's be honest, uh -huh. she's not really that pretty, is she? No. I mean, like a seven. No. She's like a five. I really like his smile. Shut up, Tammy! <laughs> when we're editing, I interrupt you or you interrupt me, we should cut in a clip of Shut up, Tammy! Shut up, Tammy! <laughs> Ooh, that's good. That can be one of our new things, yeah. our new soundboards. <laughs> we're starting a soundboard. It's mainly gonna be just like audio files saved onto our computers. That's kind of what I mean by soundboard. Yeah. Shut up, Tammy! Let's move on. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, this happened today. Breaking news. Breaking news as of this recording. Lindsay Lohan has dropped her song Xanax featuring Alma. Only on Instagram. Nowhere else for now. I'm very confused. I kind of like the song. I like it. I mean, it's no rumors. It's, well, nothing's rumors. Or and it's bossy. And really, it's no, what a right time, it's the right time no. <laughs> to rock the night away. <laughs> no, of course not. I also tweeted this, but um, the lyrics are like, I don't even remember, like something, something, I'm anxious, but you're my, like, oh, I'm in this club, there's too many people, but you're my Xanax, which to me, like, is it's, a little interesting for her. Well, it's an interesting, like, I understand that Xanax is like, an important medication and does great for people. But like, to me, the connotation of calling something Xanax when you are Lindsay Lohan or just in general, like when you call something like, Oh, it was like taking a Xanax. That means it was like made you sleepy and was like, boring. I think it more is like calms down your anxiety. Well, I know that's what it does. Yeah. I just mean like the coll colloquialism of like calling something Xanax is like, like I've heard people say like, Oh, I was like taking a Xanax, like that movie, mm. meaning that movie was boring. An interesting metaphor coming from somebody who like, clearly has substance abuse problems she in their history. clearly, you know, has real social anxiety, though. Yeah. So maybe she really takes Xanax. And, you know, I think it's a... I mean, I enjoyed it. I think both she... Well, I don't know about vocally, because, like, Lindsay Lohan, let's be honest, like, singing, not as good as for acting. No. But I think both her and Alma can go harder. Shout out to you. Same thing. And you know I stand Selena Gomez. You want to? I just want her to act again. I miss Selena Gomez on TV. It's what she deserves. It's what she deserves, and she deserves to make music too. You know I stand. Mm -hmm. But like in the realm, in her, in her, in her graduating class of Disney School of Disney, there was one singer, Demi. Mm -hmm. There was one actress, Selena, and then there was Miley, who could do both, but not as well as the other two. I'd still put Miley in singer category oh especially I now well now at the time yeah not as much but definitely now it's what she deserves oh my god um we're not even gonna get deeply into this because she's already done it before but Katy perry is going to be in final fantasy brave exvius exvius brave sexvius what is it's it? a mobile game i think it's exvius okay um actually reasonably fun reasonably i fun. played it for a while um and you may recall you probably don't we very much recall ariana's iconic final fantasy arrangement uh, of touch it, it and ariana was also a character partnered with them during her, her dangerous woman tour i'm ready for the like final fantasy orchestral remix of never really over i think it would be i think that's what it would be because the outfit for her character is based off of the never really over video right but that could be interesting but neither of those songs really lend themselves or small talk the other small new song from talk the album would be weirder to me than yeah, yeah i don't know we'll see anyway 
Um, if you play, be on the lookout for Katy Perry. Maybe Ariana paid for that meal too, to steal your joke. Oh, and are you? I'll keep that. Um, on the news about rappers retiring, <laughs> last week, or last time it was Nikki, which we still... Dubious. We still have not... She she lied to us. She did not go on Queen Radio. She did not talk about it yet. So we're still waiting. This time it's Cupcake, um, viral and somewhat controversial rapper. Um, for those of you that don't know, Cupcake is a very provocative songstress and lyricist a lyric that comes to mind is hump me fuck me dad <laughs> i was trying to think of what is tap that? the head of the dick tap, tap the, duck, tap duck, the goose. head of that dick duck 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 goose um cupcake recently had so there's a lot of things going on with cupcake the first thing is that Cupcake apparently is dealing with a gambling addiction right now and recently lost $700,000 in a casino. The next thing <laughs> is that she tweeted cryptically, like... Something about having sex with Shawn Mendes. It's, like, I, I'm not, I don't even want to, like, look it up. But basically, well, like... Oh, yeah, her Twitter's deactivated, too, so... Oh, can't, can't even look it up anymore. I'm sure there's screenshots. Yeah. But the gist of it was, like, Camila is racist and Shawn Mendes is both gay... But also and had sex, had sex with, with Cupcake and has a small dick. So I don't know how she's claiming both, but... Um, Look, the latter two, I'm not going to talk about. The first one is reasonably documented when, like, Instagram and Facebook DMs leaked from her phone where she was calling Normani the N-word. I'm surprised that didn't cancel her harder. Normani said something, well, it's because it was against a black woman, so it would never, because our society is very racist and anti-black. But, I mean, it's like, what is she doing tweeting about this? What is she doing tweeting about Sean? Like, it just Mm -hmm. feels like instability, something going on. I genuinely, my reaction was like, she got hacked. Especially when she started tweeting about other people and other things. Yeah, so maybe she did, maybe she didn't. But then, later that day, she went on Instagram Live, said she is retiring, she's leaving music, she's canceling the rest of her tour, going off of social media, removing all of her music from streaming platforms. And this is where I started to worry about the instability because I didn't really see all the stuff about Sean and Camila or the gambling addiction. Like, this was the first part that I saw of the story and then I had to kind of backtrack. But she apparently was going on and on about how she's mortified by the fact that little kids are at her show rapping along with some of her lyrics that are extremely sexual and extremely provocative. And she feels... Like, I also feel like as, like, a woman in music, like, it is also okay for her to feel sexually empowered and to do some of the things that she was doing, regardless of how crude or crass or vulgar it was. I think that was always part of Cupcake's charm and appeal was that it was very sex positive and it was very, like, a woman, a black woman owning her body and owning her choices. And, like, that was what her a lot of her music was about. Um, if it is true that she ends up retiring, I'm personally sad. A lot of her music... Both the vulgar and not as vulgar songs are ones that I really enjoy listening to. So I will personally miss her, but I am fully in support of her doing what is necessary for her and her life. Something interesting I saw online that somebody clocked was that... So the original Cupcake tweets about Camila didn't actually name Camila or tag her. Mm. It was just like sussed out. But someone was reading and thought that she was talking about Charlie... 
since they had just worked mm-hmm. together. And they clocked that Charlie has not tagged, mentioned her at all in any of the release for her album, which Cupcake is featured on. Yeah. So I don't know if something happened there. I also didn't look to see if she, uh, Charlie had tagged or mentioned Big Frida or um, Pablo Vitar, who are on the same track. And- if anyone wants to salute that out, go for it. Um, but yeah, it is sad. Hope she's okay. Um, her music is still on Spotify right now. Lick, lick, I, I want to eat your dick, I but I can't fuck up my nails. So I'm going to pick it up with chopsticks. Mouth wide open, mouth wide open. Um, mouth wide open. Sam Smith, British Oscar winning. Grammy award winning. Grammy winning singer-songwriter. Um, has come out as genderqueer and wishes to use the pronouns they, them. Rather than he, him. Um, Which is amazing. We stand. We love that. I love their journey. I think, like, Sam has famously stumbled in referencing queer things. Um, when he wanted, when they won the Oscar, uh, they referenced that they are the first gay, think they are the first gay man to win this blah, 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 when Elton John had won it multiple times. Yeah. And just other little comments and like pictures, I think yeah. people have clocked as being problematic and like, um, and also like shame on the people who, so many responses of their Twitter coming out um, are like so toxic, obviously, like, duh. But so many of them are like, It's like they think that they're, like, if you take out all the, like, blatantly, like, you're a man, you have a penis ones, like, there's even ones, but people being like, well, like, look at this lyric, like, you said I'm just a man, so, like, that means, and it's like, first of all. People are at different stages. People are at different stages in their life. And their identity People can change their identities. Mm -hmm. As this was a coming out, they were not openly genderqueer, so anything they were referencing themselves to... Mm-hmm. did have he him for the most part i think what's really frustrating to me is that there have been quite a few articles written about by major news sources i think the ap is the one that i'm thinking of, associated press that i'm thinking of in particular that are literally articles saying sam smith announces that their pronouns are they them but they will use he him pronouns in the rest of the article to refer to sam smith so this is just like a good lesson for i think everybody misgendering people is oppression not respecting people's pronouns is oppression and we don't want to be oppressive so and it's hard right like i think i mean i already just slipped up and said he him yeah and like you will do that people will do that it happens all the time you know even sam tweeted like i'm still learning about this you're still learning about this it's okay like Mm -hmm. you know just make the effort try to understand try to correct yourself when you when you misspeak um and certainly if you're writing an article proofread it yeah we've had a lot of really amazing people come out as queer and or or as genderqueer or as non-binary or as um sexuality wise queer you know between little Nas x and sam smith in the past couple of months and it's amazing to see this kind of movement I'm really excited to see what they do musically um, now that this is kind of off their chest and out in the open. Um, I think it's going to be like a very, I mean, for Sam Smith purposes, like experimental. So not like Charlie experimental, but like... You mean the music or the incorporation of queerness? No, 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 in their music. I think it's going to be, I mean, like 
Dancing with a Stranger, How Do You Sleep are very different from what they have done before. And I think the yeah. whole rollout of this album has been very intentionally queer, That's... intentionally gender queer. And I'm, I love it. I'm living for it. I'm really excited to see and hear the rest of it. And I hope there's some some cool, like, queer power anthems for... I mean, there has never been a genderqueer pop star on the level of Sam Smith. No. So I'm excited to see what they do. If you didn't watch the Emmys... Look at Zendaya's red carpet fucking photos. She looks... She never looks bad. She, she never looks bad. one time that she has looked no, bad on the red carpet. No, she never looks bad. And there are actually, I think, a lot of good looks. Mandy Moore, who I will be talking about later. Um, but Zendaya, like, truly my mind is blown by how incredible she mm-hmm. looks. Style icon, beauty icon, pop icon, TV icon, Gen Z icon. Yeah. Woke queen. Very woke queen. I mean, Gen Z icon. Yeah. Means woke queen. So, Justin, let's get into our favorite new tracks. Yeah. The last couple of weeks. Um, I think the first place to start, one news item that we didn't really talk about in terms of releases because we were waiting for this, is one of Will and I, my favorite pop queens, eternal friend of the pod, Tovlo, came out with her fourth album, Sunshine Kitty, and it is Easily her best album since her first album. I was just going to ask if you thought it, w- it topped Queen of the Clouds. I don't know. It doesn't for me, but I have such a strong emotional attachment to Queen of the Clouds that I don't think it could. But I'm like here for the argument that it is better. Like I could, I could understand somebody making that argument. I was reading a like Tove stand discussion on mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Facebook or Twitter, and a lot of them like in like the new ranking of albums, and we're talking about like. Most of them were arguing like, "Does this beat Ladywood?" And in Ladywood their new is ranking, also a good album. In their new in their ranking, like most of them had Queen of the Clouds at the bottom. See, I love Queen of the Clouds. I think like I just have a really strong attachment, as I said, to it. It is just one of my favorite albums of all time, start to finish. I mean, there's a couple of songs that I'll skip, but like start to finish, for the most part, it is a amazing, amazing pop record, and it really captured, I think where, like, that, like, up-and-coming indie pop was when that album came out. Like, I think it's really representative of the time. I also love Ladywood. Blue Lips was... Oh, I love Blue Lips. I don't love Blue Lips as much as I love Ladywood. I think Queen of the Clouds is my bottom, too, Uh honestly. I mean, that's fine. Um, But Sunshine Kitty... Sunshine... Yeah. The point is, Sunshine Kitty is great. We've we've already mentioned a few. I think... Yeah, we talked about the Really Don't Like You Mm -hmm. and the one with Alma. We're both, I think, on your... Because I am am the Tovlo stand to end all Tovlo stands, I feel like. Um, Okay, so we both have one song from the album that we think is our personal favorite. Um, For me, it is Equally Lost featuring... I'll say, like, rap icon Doja Cat. Who, as has been discussed on this podcast, I am a diehard stan. I eat that juicy, juicy. I eat that long. Shut up, Tammy. <laughs> but Equally Lost is such a, um, it is a fun song. 
it is, I was very confused, but optimistic when I saw the track list for Sunshine Kitty come out and see that there was a Doja Cat feature. Like, I literally was just like, I do not know what this is going to sound like. And it works really well. Tove proves that, like, throughout the album, but really on this song and a few others in particular, that she is one of the best pop songwriters at the moment, and one of the, at least the most one of the most underrated pop songwriters. Listen to that song. The last, I mean, what? Just less than a week. It feels like a song I've known forever. Like it feels very timeless. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was thinking when I was, but like, not in a way where it's like. No, and it I feels was, repetitive. No, and I was like trying to think of like what song does this remind me of, and I actually can't think of one. It just feels very like classic. Yeah, an instant classic. An instant classic. Um, my top choice, not that exciting of a pick because it is the next single, but everyone should listen. It is called "Sweet Talk My Heart." It's, it's a good single choice, I think. It's it's the right single choice. So my next favorite song is by Australian pop starlet, sadly not Canadian, hashtag Canadian pop starlet, but uh, Samantha Jade is another one of those people that I really think of when I think of Will and I sharing music together. I have this very vivid, so she was on the X Factor Australia, she won one season, and in Australia, what they do is the um, the winner of the X Factor will release a full studio recorded album of like basically all of the songs that they sang while they were on the show. So she came out with that album like right after she won and Will and I were doing a road trip at one point and I just remember driving down the 210, blasting her cover of Break Even by the script on repeat and like just sharing this like moment with Will. For sure. And what am I supposed to say when I'm But she also has released a string of underrated, underappreciated bops. And she has come out with a new single. I think it's the lead single from her new album. It is called Bounce. And it's a chill energy. It is when, When we were discussing it, when it came out, I said, like, this is kind of like a bonus track from Yours Truly, the first Ariana Grande album. It very much is that vibe. It's like 90s throwback, R&B pop. It is, it's just a chill vibe about being in love with somebody who puts the bounce in your step. Really, if you liked our first playlist, if you liked the first episode that we did, it belongs right on that New Beginnings start of your day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bounce. <laughs> Jesus. It's so, I mean, no one can sing like her, honestly. Yeah. Like, she has a very specific sound. She does. It's very light and airy, but also she can belt and hits a very, it's like if you combine, like, Ariana Grande and Carly Rae Jepsen. That is what her voice sounds like. Justin has always been on a mission about Samantha Jade, who literally maybe no one else 
on earth. That is a lie. Shout out to my queen, Gabe, who is um, one of my friends in my program. We text about Samantha Jade all the time. We texted about her this morning. So it's not just me. Shout out to Gabe. Thank you for being my queen who also understands. My queen, who I am always on a mission to... (laughs) Sing the praises of and defend. <laughs> what? I'm trying so hard not to laugh right now. Um, wait. <laughs> Do you think I'm going to say Anna Diamond? I'm going to say No, I know. I know. <laughs> I know you're going to say bitch. Mandy Moore has released her first new song. First new music under the name Mandy Moore. In 10 years, because she is on the Tangled soundtrack, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also sings a couple tracks in character on This Is Us. Mm-hmm. Iconic show. She should win an Emmy for. I stand Jodie Comer. I'm glad she won. But Mandy Moore is the underrated queen carrying network television on her back. She released a new, like, very Mandy Moore, very later Mandy Moore-esque a track called When I Wasn't Watching, which, like, Mandy Moore, like, she is so... If you stand Mandy Moore like I do, nobody does. <laughs> but, like, if you stand Mandy Moore somewhat, you should listen to her interview with Mark Marin on WTF because she talks a lot about, like, So Real, iconic name, with iconic lead single Candy, um, which I stand, and everybody loves that song. Everybody um, does love it. She, like, that was never what she wanted to do. She was, like, a teen girl that was being molded in the Britney Spears mm-hmm. model. And she started, like, making music that she really wanted to make, which wasn't quite as popular. Um, but I still really love it. I loved Amanda Lee. I loved I Could Break Your Heart Any uh. Day. Um, and I really like this new track. So uh, here is When I Wasn't Watching by savior of network television, Mandy Moore. Where was I when this was going down? Soon the world would come around Fascinating. Great song. <laughs> Bus. Remember when you did that the first episode, like after everything I Great said? Song. Iconic. Iconic. Amazing. Um, We've been good about not just saying iconic after everything. I or know. have we? Mm-hmm. Listeners, have we? I feel like actually we've mm-hmm. said iconic a lot. But um, So as a little preview for what we're going to be talking about a little bit later in the episode, our last songs kind of fit into that futuristic pop, PC music kind of vibe. You're like, what the fuck is PC music? We're going to talk a little bit more at length later, but I picked a song off of Slater's new album. Slater! I wouldn't say I'm a stan. Oh, I'm a stan. I would say that I love a few of her songs. I think some of them are a little bit too much for me, which is really the the je ne sais quoi of PC music is like hashtag team too much, which normally I'm very much fully in favor of. But this song in particular is called Alone. And it is just that right medium for me of like still being a pop song, still having melody, still having a beat that is like reasonably consistent but also going off in these really weird, glitchy, computer, very heavy sonic. It is very much an assault. It's hard to describe, and I think that's what we'll run into a little bit with PC music, is it's hard to really say a lot about it without using very, like, weird technology-related, like, beepy-boopy, mm-hmm. glitchy music. But um, mm-hmm. Alone is great. So 
Later with three Y's and slay her. Um, my final fresh kernel for this episode um, is actually a new release by two artists who are signed to PC Music, the label. Um, which again, we're going to get into that. Um, PC Music was kind of at the forefront of this future pop, or not maybe like definitely at the center, the underground center of this movement. Um, and two of PC Music's kind of biggest, most consistent acts are Hannah Diamond and Danny L. Harl, Harley, not sure. Um, both have um, really great popular tracks among like the PC Music fandom um, before this, and they collaborated on this new song, which is called Part of Me. Um, it's actually, you know, similar to Alone, like I would say it is a good sort of like taste of PC music mm-hmm. without being like overly like this is way too fucking much. So f- flashback to last week, reiterating the point that my taste in music is just annoying music. Hannah Diamond's one of her early singles is called Every Night <laughs> and I am obsessed with it. It is objectively annoying, but it is also objectively catchy. It is objectively catchy. into that later i think like we'll try to ease you into pc music show you some of the like maybe popular choices but also show you some of the really experimental ones but um for now here is a part of me by hannah diamond featuring danny l everybody that's our fresh kernels for the week we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take Jesus, a- i literally just said we need to stop saying <laughs> this week and i oh god i'm sorry whatever people know what we mean this week today this episode this month bucket, this year um, we clearly need a break so we're gonna take a break and collect our minds and thoughts and i need to pee as usual so um i'll be back in a few yes Do you feel refreshed after peeing? I feel refreshed after peeing. Thank you so much for asking. Can I just say something? I, I love, love this outfit. outfit. <laughs> I actually hate I've my been outfit. Waiting. I like my outfit. I thought no, about you it today. Look you look I cute. thought about it today. I was saying I, that about you. I um thought about it today because every time I'm like, oh, like I'm just going to work and then I'm going to record with Justin. Like, don't need to look cute. And last night when I was mm-hmm. packing my gym bag, um, I was like, oh my god, I do. I would but look still casual cute. I looked cute earlier and then I got home and I was like, fuck this. I am changing into my Taylor Swift Halloween costume. I live for this sweater though. I was trying to remember what it was. It was it's the ta- it's the, the ta- look what you made me do Halloween costume that I did. Right. Well, let's get into our game. We are bringing back fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Fan favorite song association. Oh my Shout out Elle Magazine. Would you like to guess or sing? Well, or no? I, put, the same? I tortured you last week 
with Taylor Swift <laughs> Who edition. So I will bite the bullet and sing first. Um, if you missed our first episode, Song Association is a game where you are given a word and you have 10 seconds to sing a song with that word in the lyrics. Um, if you do, you get a point. If you don't, you don't. Um, and we will each give each other five clues and see who wins. All right, Justin, are you well, ready? Yes, I am. Your first word is close. I want you close. I want you close. And I don't remember the rest of the song, but it's Tegan and Sarah. Um, your second word is sun. S-U-N. There is a house in New Orleans. They call mm. the rising sun. And it's been the ruin of many a poor... Uh, that is not the melody. That is not how that song goes. I was trying to get it in the 10 seconds. Queen, one of our queens, Haley Reinhardt, had an amazing cover of that song, American oh, Idol. Oh, yeah. I was trying to think of that, what, who that was, because I was thinking of a version that I liked. Mm-hmm. It's Haley Reinhardt. Yeah. Oh, God, I should have gone for Standing on the Sun, the Beyonce mm-hmm. song. Standing on the sun. I love that song. The next word, you can tell what I was doing when I wrote this. The next word is beach. Let's go to the beach. Each, let's go get a wave. They say what they're going to say. Have a drink. Clink, found the Bud Light. Bad bitches like, like me. It's hard to come by by retired rapper Nicki Minaj. <laughs> May her career <laughs> May her career That's exactly what I was gonna say <laughs> May her career rest in peace No It will last forever Side note Justin and I And our Shout out to all of our friends Our college friends That was like Our driving song Yeah For the many times That we went to the beach mm-hmm. And also and Went to Target is. Yeah <laughs> Shout out to we need, Shout out to Target That should be a theme One episode We should go to the Parking lot of the Montclair Target And record an episode Of Bobcorn Oh that would be cute Driving songs Yeah Driving songs We could do a driving episode Yeah And do driving songs mm-hmm. That's fun Do you like that idea Fans Tell us Let us know Um, Your next word Is Think. You better think. Think, think. Think about what you're trying to do to me. Yeah, think. Let your mind go, let yourself be free. Oh, freedom. 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 Oh, freedom. I love that song. That's my favorite, Aretha. Mm, it's a good one. There's one that I like more, but I can't think of what it is right now, but I love that I one. mean, RSC. No, um, no, I like that more than how do you, respect. Well, how do you spell it? R P S C T. She is a bitch. B I C T H. <laughs> you remember that video? No. Oh my god, it's so iconic. Uh, who, who is that? Oh my god, I'm doing fine. Okay, one more. All right, your final word. I always pick easy ones. I your final like... word is disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> your final word is whiskey. I like Tennessee whiskey from um, London Boy. 
by Taylor. That is totally a line in London Boy. And that, uh, and, uh, uh, and Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. Fine. Very short, limited clip, but I'll give it to you. I'm shocked I was even able to pull that one out, because the number of times I've actually listened to London Boy start to finish is, like, three. All right. Okay, I'm scared. Um, As we recall, Justin very unfairly tipped the scales in his favor by choosing much harder words than I chose. Which is why I didn't pick any of your words this time, because your words were actually picked by John. Shout out to my roommate, John. Who's sitting here? Thank you, John. Um, so you couldn't say that I picked hard words. I didn't pick them this time. Well. He gave me a list of, like, nine. They're all <clears throat> reasonably easy. Um, okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Your first word is lost. Let's get lost at sea. That's a hard song to sing what? for anyone who even can sing, let alone someone who cannot sing. But that is Lost at Sea by Ryan Tedder. Oh, yeah. That's with Zed featuring Ryan Tedder, which is so good. My favorite Zed song. I'm putting is it Ryan clip. Tedder? I'm putting in a clip. Yeah. Oh. Your second word is space. Space. Um, blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. I panicked. There are a few good ones. I was thinking space, outer space, and tried to go well, in that direction. Yeah, space cowboy. Yeah. All right, two for two. Great. Your next word Really scraping by on these. You're fine. Your next word is awake. I'm wide awake. (laughs) John suggested that and I knew. Because I knew we were going to talk about our queen, Samantha. (laughs) Our queen, Samantha. You don't even say Katie. Honestly, that song belongs to Samantha Jade now. Put in a clip when you edit this of the fucking Samantha Jade when she goes off at the end. Yep. All right, three for three. Your fourth and penultimate word is blood. Because, baby, now we got bad blood. Come on, Taylor. Get <laughs> us, Taylor through. Stan. <laughs> Act- 1989 literally getting me through this game. Yeah. Um, we don't need a clip of that song. No. Um, your last... <laughs> Sorry to this song. Um, your last word is okay. monster. That boy is a monster. Mama, ma, ma, monster. I haven't listened to that in ages. That's a good one. That is, that was my favorite from the fame monster. Was it on the fame? Or is it the fame monster? I think it's the fame monster. It must on. be on the fame monster. Yeah. Because it's called monster. Yeah. That was one of my favorites from the fame monster. Yeah. Which is still my favorite monster. Gaga album. What I was at when John gave me that word, I was like, if this were me, I would have been like, pull up in the monster automobile gangster <laughs> with a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in the Tonka. That's the first thing I thought of, but I 
the only word is monster <laughs> that I re- could recall is like pull up something 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 monster something something pull up in the monster and I felt like that was a cop out well I mean I got I skated by on a cop out I think we did good I think we redeemed ourselves I'm surprised that I was able to do that I need a fruity little drink because I can't shoot whiskey <laughs> actually fun fact John and I have recently taken to um uh, and it's kind of music related um we you know enjoyed a little bit of legal legal lettuce so to speak one day and we looked in the in the in the fridge and we were like what sounds good right now and inexplicably we only had one pickle left in the pickle jar and then we looked and we saw we had a bottle of jameson and we did a pickleback shot oh no which is trust me i don't really like pickles you don't need to like literally like the pickle and the jameson counteract each other it's the wildest shit in the world that's so hard to imagine i don't really like I don't like pickles at all, and I don't even really like whiskey anymore. I don't like whiskey at all. Like, I don't drink it other than in this instance, but... Well, that can be our next break drink. Now we're at the main event, which... PC Music. Yeah, so we've been teasing PC Music a lot. I think, like, before we get into, like, actually talking about songs, we should probably talk about, like, what PC Music is. So... PC music, as Will kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, is both a genre of music and an actual label. And the label came first. Right. And then people just use the label to describe music that's similar. Because the label, which is founded by producer A.G. Cook, Mm -hmm. who worked on a lot of Charlie's album. Mm -hmm. And, like, Boys, and, like, some of her more recent singles that weren't on the album as well. He created PC Music. He started signing very, like, underground pop artists, undiscovered talent, big emphasis on queer talent, which Mm -hmm. we stand, big emphasis on kind of, like, gender fuckery. There's very much a lack of, like, identity. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, it's not even that they are so, like, we're queer and this music is queer. It's just, like, these are gender queer artists and people. But it's more like the music is just, like, so ambiguous in terms of, like, who's making it. It really is hard to describe what the sound of, of PC music is. It's very, very tech- there's no very little identifiable instruments. Yeah, I think how I was describing it, because it has a little bit of a, a 90s kind of feel to it, but 90s in the sense of, like, the dial-up modem sound, <laughs> that, like, AL, you know, like, when you signed on to AOL? Mm-hmm. Like, that, those types of noises are what make a PC music song. Yeah, uh, an artist that comes to mind who's not signed to PC Music, but who kind of is one of the popular users of the kind of, um, what do you call those things? Music box trends? Not music box, but it's oh, like... Oh, um, um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm going to say Sean Wasabi. You know, yeah, thing yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, sampler? Yes, a sampler. Okay, mm-hmm. both in his recordings, but also when he performs live. Mm-hmm. A sampler is basically, like, a large machine with buttons that represent different sounds. Most of them are just, like, someone going, blah! And then if you press them in rapid succession and in the right order, it creates... A song. Rhythm. Yeah. Um, One of my favorites by him is Marble Soda. 
One of my favorites is um, he has a collab with some, a, a singer named Rachel J. I think he turned me on to this song called Squeeze. Mm-hmm. And that one's really good. So kind of those like splicing, it's very like splicing vocals, splicing sounds to create a rhythm rather than like something that could easily be performed with like yeah. strings or yeah. piano keys. One of the like first songs before PC Music, the label, that I would really say was like a pioneer of that kind of song is that song Maddion and Porter Robinson did, Shelter. Yeah, no, I totally. Would, I would say that that is like a really good example of like early, of what started the trend of PC Music. It's very, it's a, it, but the song is very spliced. Like, the second you said that, that's exactly the right word for it. That song didn't even occur to me, but it's interesting that you bring that up, because it's a nice segue into what I think is a lot of, like, provided a lot of inspiration for the PC music movement is Mm J-pop, Japanese pop music. Um, A big hit, how long ago was this? Seven, eight years ago? A big J-pop hit in Japan, but enough so that it crossed over into the U.S. just out of pure, quote-unquote, weird factor. Uh, is the Kyari Pamu Pamu Pon Pon Pon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people don't listen to J-pop, but you may remember seeing this video um, around. She's like a very, like, that sort of cutesy Harajuku, kawaii Japanese aesthetic. The video is very absurd. The song, you know, like like what I was saying with Hannah Diamond, it, it's catchy, but it's kind of annoying, but you kind of like it, but you kind of hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think PC music loves to play with like that edge of like it's so catchy and so like pop the the core elements of pop that it's almost saccharine Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a really interesting space. So I think PC music like the label has I think Hannah Diamond is really not she's like the most classic example I would say she's like like the poster child she's tried and true PC music Mm -hmm. and. You know, vocal splicing, very techy, kind of childlike in the lyrical content, which I think is another theme to the PC music. A a lot of this, especially the female artists or the female vocalists that are on PC music, the label, are not cut from that Hannah Diamond cloth, but are very much um, higher pitched register to where like somebody could still conceivably be singing it it's not like totally vocally distorted but it is very playground like i would call melanie martinez like a deconstruction of pc music in in a way or maybe even a recon like taking pc music and actually making it music maybe that i think like conceptually conceptually yeah well but she does she's a, a lot darker i think than a lot than some PC yeah music is. she has a very specific aesthetic but she takes these like sound i mean especially in crybaby like she mm-hmm. takes these non-traditional music sounds like bubbles popping and makes them a pop chorus mm-hmm. um and a very kind of weird sort of like is this catchy or horrible do i love this like i think that there are Earlier examples of PC music, um, a song that I really love that like isn't PC music, but it kind of hits on this notion is a song by UK pop artist Diana Vickers called Boy in Paris. 
It starts with the video game 8-bit kind of riff. Not that that song was ever really popular, because it wasn't, but it shows that like even before PC Music the label and even before like Maddion similarly like and Shelter, like those types of songs influenced this very specific subculture. I think like one other thing that's very distinct is not just the the, the, the sonic quality of PC Music, but also the visual aesthetic quality of PC music is very vaporwave, mm -hmm. very 90s, pastel pinks and blues, yeah. lots of imagery of like Nokia brick phones and somebody playing Snake or like AIM. We've talked a lot about like the SoundCloud rapper and the like the TikTok meme and, or not the SoundCloud rapper, but like we talked about Billie Eilish, right? And we talked about like um, how Spotify has changed the way that people consume music. And I mm -hmm. think that that is all one side. I think like a much, the, 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 how, like the corollary for PC music is the rise of like meme artists and viral singers slash content creators on YouTube. And TikTok. And, and TikTok, but really like Poppy is like, which is funny because Pop, Poppy is reductive of Mars Argo, who is like an older, per, like an older, yeah, that whole thing. But like Poppy That's is- That's too like, long of a story yeah. for this the what happened to Mars Argo. Um, but Poppy, it, it's a character that is put on by a producer, Titanic Sinclair, a video slash, I guess, music producer. Though most of her music has actually been with Diplo. But, um, or a lot of it at least has been with Diplo. But she's like a blonde girl on YouTube that plays this character of a very robotic, cyborg come to life type machination. She's very monotone. But also, I mean, that same sort of doll-like, childlike, she, she talks like this. But like borderline horror, like it's mm -hmm. very eerie. It's very unsettling. A lot of her videos... She was just like would stand on camera and just monotone say weird shit. If you think about it long enough, time isn't exactly linear. It's more of a transparent cube with light shining through it. And then it turned into her releasing music. And I think in the brand of her character and her persona being a potential robot or like somebody in a cult, her music emulates that PC music kind of quality of being very glitchy and very put together by a string of random loops, which is kind of like how she speaks as well in her character. Poppy's music, interestingly, I think for how bizarre she is, stretches into mainstream pop mm -hmm. more than some of these other PC artists. But she certainly has dabbled in those techie sounds, especially with her first album. Mm -hmm. You know, beyond Hannah Diamond, some of the other PC music label signed artists are Sophie, who's a queer artist. Um, oh, is Sophie on PC music? Mm-hmm. Oh, I all makes sense. Okay. Yeah. She work. I guess she's not officially signed on PC music, but she works on the music. Yeah. And she has had a An official on affiliate. the album, right? Yeah. Like, or on the label. Um, some of their, I think, bigger artists are, I, I already, you already heard Hannah Diamond and Danny L. Harley. Uh, one of the members of Caro Caro Bonito, who is one of my favorites of this genre, mm -hmm. they do kind of like a Europop, J-pop blend. Their yeah. songs are kind of a 50-50 English and Japanese language. Um, really, really love their stuff. Kane West from Caro Caro Bonito. 
is is officially signed. GFOTY Girlfriend of the Year is. Do they go by Girlfriend of the Year? Yeah. Well, that's it's an abbreviation that's of that's the abbreviation. Um, she. AJ Cook himself releases music under the label, and they've also <coughs> the the collaborations and releases with PC Music. You know, reach into bigger names: Carly Rae Jepsen, Clara, who we've mentioned many times, Noonie Bow. Um, Excuse you, you did not give Carly Rae Jepsen her proper introduction. Canadian pop starlet Carly Rae Jepsen. Thank you, thank you. Phoebe Ryan, who we stand. Have we mentioned her on anything? I don't She's coming out with new music soon, though, so... We stand Phoebe Ryan. Um, she opened for Carly. Tinashe. Carolyn remix. Have we talked about Carolyn Polachek? I don't think we I have. stan her. Charlotte? I suddenly I stan Charlotte. her. Um, Janet Jackson, apparently. Didn't know that one. Looking at the list right now. I think Sophie is one of the big names. Sophie, um... Like, one of the success stories from the underground. Yeah. Making it more mainstream. I think <laughs> well, making so it deep. pretty mainstream. I mean, she, I think, is one of the few PC music people that has a Grammy, no- a, a Grammy win or a Grammy nomination. I can't remember if she won. Um, but like a trans woman um, from the UK, she's a producer, also a vocalist. I think one of the cool things about Sophie is a lot of she plays with her gender presentation through the production of her songs. So the songs where she's the vocalist, um, she will actually do a lot of pitch modulation on her vocals to play with gender. A good example of the like pitch modulation type thing is her song, Just Like We Never Said Goodbye, which is my personal favorite of her solo songs. It has that very Hannah Diamond, convert, almost conversational sing-speaking, mm-hmm. sing-talky kind of quality. It also plays really interesting, which I think is another thing about PC music. It plays a lot with rhythm, so it doesn't have necessarily a standard, like, not, like, every song is in, like, 4-4 time signature or something like that. Like, there's a lot of, like, ebbs and flows of the song getting a little bit more chaotic and fast and then slowing down in certain places. So it plays the tempo a lot. Sophie's worked with a lot of people that are gaining a lot of or already have a lot of mainstream popularity. Kim Petras is cracking mainstream popularity right now. They have a banger. My favorite of Kim Petras' songs is still One, Two, Three Days Up. One day's up, two days up, three days up. We don't stop, we don't stop. Um, I think incredible. It's, yes. and Kim Petras, I mean, like, I think now we're getting into artists that have taken the kind of, either directly the worked directly with PC music or they've like taken the notes of PC music and the inspiration of this movement and like taken it into the mainstream like Kim Petras she has like taken notes of PC music and and kind of used them to craft more traditional pop music but that has that future flair yeah um of course Charlie XCX is like the big big example of this and she has worked you know, her mixtapes before Charlie came out were very much in the PC music vein, mm-hmm. especially... Uh, Top two. I was going to say especially mm-hmm. Number One Angel. Both. I mean, like, Number One Angel... Was more experimental. More experimental. And in that sense, it made me think of PC music. Um, and was harsh. It had a harsh sound, which I think is, is a staple of yeah. PC. Like, taking something that is catchy and is almost pop music, but it, then it just, like, there's a little gas pedal element to it. The clouds rain down, yeah, yeah, be more Monday, 
Uh, are we ready to get into Charlie? Yeah, I think we're too. closing out with what you've been waiting for. Um, we love, you know, something that we haven't mentioned yet that I think is is another kind of trademark element of PC music is abandoning the traditional structure of music, which is the like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, mm-hmm. or whatever verse, chorus, chorus, yeah. what you know. Um, and much of Charlie the album, as well as. Uh, several tracks from the mixtapes prior um, completely throw the idea of a chorus to the wind, um, particularly 2099, uh, Next Level Charlie. Really, the whole, the whole, the entirety of 2099 is, which is her second collaboration on the album with Troy Sivan. Um, it's very interesting to see the two songs next to each other, the other one being 1999, which is maybe the more popular one, but... 2099 is, like, a, a, an assemblage of, like, several different hooks together. So, like, there's not really a chorus, but they're, the entire thing is basically a set of, like, three choruses. Yeah, or I was going to say, like, just one really long verse. Yeah. I mean, there is a repeated element, mm-hmm. but it's very, I mean, the first time you hear it all the way through, you're kind of like, was that a whole song? No, no, I really love it though. I think that's in my top five of the album. I think the best example of like how weird and random PC music can be on Charlie is February 2017. Like that is literally two different songs put together complete with like a pause in between them. And then Ye-G just, like, comes in at the end. Maybe A.G. Cook should have done Don't Call Me Angel. Because oh God, clearly these people know... weird that would have been. It would be weird, but, like, you know, these people know how to put songs that sound like different songs into one song and mm-hmm. have it sound good. So I'd say there's, like, three calibers of song. Not caliber, because that sounds like quality, but, like, three categories of songs that are on Charlie. There's the mainstream pop songs. Mm-hmm. 1999. And... Blame it on your love. Mm-hmm. Those two. Then you have the like. I put ha- Gone in there. Well, Gone like straddles the border of this like next category, which is like both. So like pretty mainstream, but has like some edgy element. So mm-hmm. like Gone, it goes like verse chorus, verse chorus, and then instead of a bridge and an outro chorus, it's like just as a weird glitchy breakdown. Keep, keep, keep. And there are a lot of those. Click has the same sort mm-hmm. of like, there is a chorus. And I then love Click. Click is probably my favorite of the songs that were not released yet. Oh Possibly my it's my favorite from the album. But um, Click, you know, starts with like, Charlie verse, Charlie chorus. Kim verse, Kim chorus. Tommy Cash's a weird, iconically <laughs> insane verse, as only Tommy Cash can do. And then just does glitch sounds. Yeah, that one is very hard for me to listen to at the end with headphones on because it's like hurts my ears actually and not it's in a bad way but like the production just like there's a frequency in there that doesn't fuck with my head charlie herself tweeted like i'm so hungover my head feels like the end of click 
<laughs> because yes. it is literally the feeling of being hungover and having to listen, listen to that song. go outside or yeah. like be in traffic mm-hmm. when you're oh hungover God, or something. Traffic. Oh yeah. Um, which is funny to think about. Like it's very. It makes sense that she is so apt with this because did we discuss this? She has synesthesia. Has this been on the podcast or have we just talked about this? I think we've just talked about this. A sound sound color. visual, but like sound color really, right? I think she has sound color. Yeah. And she you know, you'll notice that Charlie's songs aren't they are harsh and they are loud and they go off, but they are not heavy on bass. Yeah. And she has specifically said like heavy bass and like those low frequency like sounds don't appeal to her. And they look like brown and like she like she has an active sort of like distaste and that's why the like beat drops so to speak are always these kind of higher register clicks and beeps which is funny because shake it i think is very bass heavy or does it just seem bass? maybe it just seems bass because her songs seem bass heavy because they have so much going on so much going on instrumentally but actually like Yeah, it's not heavy on bass. Uh, Speaking of Cupcake, though, the whispering in her verse. She is somebody that just was not afraid to just do whatever the fuck. Oh, totally. Well, and like the theme of Shake It, to get really into that track, is, um, you know, these artists who... Like queer... It's like this random amalgamation of queer queer and queer-adjacent artists... Who don't give a single shit and have like in different ways created their own. So on genres. Shake It is Big Frida, mother of bounce music, mother of mother queen and savior of bounce, Cupcake, who is her own fucking entity, Brooke Candy, Pablo Vitar, Brazilian drag queen who mm-hmm. sings in Portuguese on the track, and the most followed drag queen on social yep. media. Don't let RuPaul fool you. Now, g- genuinely, I don't think that there is a song that I don't like. Um, I'd say my tops are, you know, including the singles, including everything. Mm-hmm. My tops, I think, still 1999, 2099, Click, Official, um, Gone. White Mercedes, maybe. My bottoms, like, and I truly, I love the whole album. The ones that I have not gone back to so much are probably Warm with Haim and Cross You Out, which I did really like. I still have to settle into the album, and, like, I'm obviously mm-hmm. more interested in the newer songs right now. I think there's a lot of people that are very quick to say that Charlie is style over substance. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really appreciate, Charlie as an artist, sorry, Charlie XCX is style over substance. Yeah. And one thing that I really appreciate is that, like, once you dig down into the lyrical content of Charlie the album, and ha- particularly how the production meshes with the lyrical content, it is very raw. It is very vulnerable. I was going to say, it like, deep. This sounds like a joke. Like, Britney Spears calling Britney Jean her most personal album. Mm-hmm. Charlie is her most personal album. Oh, no, album. it is. And it's by far her most personal album. And she said that. She said, yeah. this This is my most personal album. Like, Gone, I... <laughs> Shut w- up, Britney Yeah, Jean. Gone is still my favorite. I will say that. And I think why Gone is still my favorite is because, like, I resonate so hard with that lyric of, like, being at a party, being really insecure, feeling like everybody hates you, and, like, needing to get the fuck out. And, like, 
the way that the production matches that like buildup of anxiety and the breakdown happens when you would literally have a breakdown at the end of the night. Like it just is a really ingenious way of recording a song. Next Level Charlie is Love. I'm so excited to see. I think Next Level Charlie is the song I'm most excited to see live. I'm honestly like, that's so hard. I still love Blame It On Your Love. I think I'm in the minority of people. I love it too. I always really like it. Well, no, but I think I'm in the minority of people that like it more than track 10. I mean, it is, I don't understand that argument because they're the same song, pretty much. It's, it's a lot more polished as a pop song. It is. And I mean, I loved track 10. I see the like purity of the original version of Blame It On Your Love. It's interesting on the set list, Jess and I were, were looking at it earlier and talking about it because it's been controversial online, which is dumb. If you are upset about the set list, then you don't understand how album tours work because... This is a tour for her album, Charlie. All you fake fan annoying white-ass twinks, and I am saying this as somebody who will still say that True Romance is my favorite Charlie XCX album. That's the tea. I, like, get on board with Charlie. It's a great album. Like, yes, I want to hear Gold Coins... I want to hear some... I don't even. Like, now that... I've she... never seen her. Well, actually... We no, have seen her, bitch. Seen her. Remember when... Well, but that's not seeing her. That's, yeah. like, seeing her in her, like, first early... We saw her open for Marina and the Diamonds. Uh, when Marina was still Marina and the Diamonds. For Electra Heart, meaning the only album she had out was Nuclear Seasons. I love Sucker. I love the mixtapes. I love the unincorporated singles. Um, the only things not from Charlie that she's performing are I Love It, Vroom Vroom, and Boys. Which, oh, and she played Billy Ball. We've seen her twice now. Oh, that's right. Both, like, abbreviated. I think people are upset that she's doing Boys over something else from one of her albums that the fans Well, I know like. no one wanted Vroom Vroom also. Well, there are a lot of gays that love Vroom Vroom, though. Like, also, let's talk about the number of songs that Charlie XCX has written that were not hers and she was not involved in that have been mega, mega hits. Including literal, like, month ago, number one on the Billboard 100, Senorita. Um, also, um, Same Old Love. Yeah. By Selena. She did that. She wrote Hurts Like Hell. The Madison mm-hmm. Beer, which I love. She wrote OMG for Camila. Oh, really? I love OMG. <laughs> okay, um, not my favorite. Um, Octahate. She wrote Octahate. Another classic. Oh, one of my favorites. Did you ever listen to that song Classic Man? No. By Jadena. But I, I never think... knew this, but it makes so much sense. You can be mean when you look this clean. I'm a classic man. And I think like Charlie is also one of the artists that has probably some of the most diverse throughout her discography, like styles that she plays with. Sucker was a very like pop punk kind of album. Mm-hmm. Um Nuclear Seasons is a very, like, indie pop of, like, the mid-2010s or early 2010s. Mm -hmm. And then Number One Angel was, like, getting into that experimental, very Mm -hmm. weird, which she was kind of leaning into with the EP that had Vroom Vroom. I think the EP is also called Vroom Mm -hmm. Vroom. 
Um, and then full PC music, like Future Pop on Pop 2. Yeah, she's also... And the singles following, like Focus mm-hmm. and No Angel, which are so random, but yeah. still so great. She's also played around with... I know a lot know. of people wanted those. True. Because they're, they're, they're recent. Girls Night Out. And Girls Night Out, yeah. She's also played around with some very, you know, maybe more like, I don't know, what was that song called? Drop That Kitty? <laughs> Well, My so most played <laughs> song of 2017? 16. 20? Charlie has also gone full bubblegum pop, you know, boom clap. Teen movie soundtrack. Yeah, like she has really done it all and can really do it all. And she's proved like, she literally probably wrote Senorita hungover on like a random Tuesday. Just like, ugh, like I need extra cash. I'm going to write like a, a like basic hit that teens will love, but it's like too boring for me to record. Like, truly, that's Charlie writing some of these songs. Because she just, she knows pop music that well. And she loves pop music, is the thing. She loves it so much that, like, the the kind of, like, the mainstream hits, it's like, she's not even interested. Mm-hmm. She's too embedded in the world. Um, I can't wait to see her live. Again, but, like, again, her own I can't wait to show. see her show, exactly. Yeah. And I think... It's interesting, um, just to close on on this note, um, she's really seizing her own career with this album, I think, because she's she's dabbled in so many things. She opened for uh, Taylor on the recent tour. She opened for... That also had some country. That was fake. That That was bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. She opened for Taylor on the recent tour. We saw her open for Marina. She's been an opening act. She's been an underground act. She's done these kind of one-off projects. And um, I remember at the end of last year, she said, New Year's resolution, record an album, release an album. She did it. And like critically acclaimed. Critically acclaimed. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope that like people think of her beyond I love it at this point. Um, You should, if you're listening to this, listen to Charlie, stream Charlie. Um, What's like a song to close off the, the episode? What is not from Charlie the album, but from Charlie XCX? What would you say is like one song that you would want people to listen to? Because I know what mine is. Mine? I know what mine is. What's yours? I asked the question. I asked you first. I I asked you first. I asked you second. (laughs) Mine is something that um, I kind of put in my notes to talk about during PC Music, actually, but um, we just didn't get to it, was... One Night by Muramasa featuring Charlie, which is an incredible, like, and I don't know how involved she was in the production of it, but um, I wouldn't even call it a weird song, but it's just, it's a unique song. It's a really interesting sort of, like, it has these subtle wind chimey vibes. What is that sound? Xylophone? Xylophone vibes? Uh, no, no, no. Marimba. Marimba. Yeah, that tracks. Marimba slash, like, steel drum. Steel drum, I was yeah. gonna say, sounds like to me, too. Really interesting, like, vaguely islandy, vaguely clubby, um, yeah, how else, oh, yeah. It was only one night, but I wanna go back to where we were, I just wanna go back to where we were, I just wanna go back to where we were, it was only one night, but I wanna go back to where we were, I just wanna go back to I where think we mine were. is, like, after this entire conversation about Charlie being so experimental, mine is a little bit basic. <laughs> But mine is still a one-off single that she did called Super Love. Oh, yeah. I still love Super Love, I too. I still go back to that song. And it is just... Wanna fall into your super love. 
such a good pop song. I love One Night. I love a lot of those songs. I think for me, my more like edgy Charlie choice is Fembot. Yeah. Well, I think Fembot Mickey was Wonko. one of the biggest hits of Pop 2, if there were hits of Pop yeah. 2. The way you look at me, I Um, I really love Gold Coins, which I already mentioned from... Gold uh, Coins is probably my favorite. <laughs> when we do our songs about money theme. <laughs> um, money. I got money. If you are, like still at the end of this like what the fuck is pc music don't worry fam we got you we have curated a very extensive playlist of pc music and pc music slash futuristic pop adjacent songs that you can find on spotify if you look up bobcorn e5 colon future of pop you can find again the fresh kernels by searching uh, going to the Bopcorn profile or searching uh, Fresh Kernels and find episode five. Um, again, follow us on social media at Bopcorn Podcast. Email us, bopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please. Subscribe. And um, Spotify if you can. I don't know if you can. I don't think they do. Google Podcasts if you can leave reviews I think on you can on Google. Give us a five star. Leave us a review everywhere. Tweet about us. Spread the love. But also um, like hit us up with some suggestions, you know, like we're think we're always trying to think of new fun things to do. Um, have an amazing week and we will see you soon. Bye friends. Bye. me. Fuck me. Dammy, baby. <laughs> Shut up, Dammy. <laughs>